0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture only on Money FM eighty nine point three. Money FM eighty nine point three. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's now time for the bigger picture. And Ryan, you know, with with what you're tackling today, mm. with some of the topics you're tackling today, it's kind of the situation we're at right now, right? It's all about potential risks. It's all about trying to figure it out. And it's a case of when all of this is finally going to implode as far as inflation is concerned. Yeah, pretty much all the top things on the worry list. So we've got inflation in the backdrop, that 9.1% print, hotter than I expected. That is just being felt across the board when it comes to potential rate hikes and what investors need to do and fears of a, percent, a recession across the horizon. Also, bank earnings overnight are also telling us something about the economic outlook and it's not looking pretty. So let's get the bigger picture from Sanjay Gudani He is the CIO for Silverdale Capital. Morning, Sanjay. How are you doing today? Good morning to you. I'm fine. Hey, great to have you on, Sanjay. Now, let's talk about what has happened in a backdrop in recent days. You've just had a quarterly call with your clients, and this was the big concern here, the potential for more aggressive rate hikes. Sanjay, walk us through, what is your reading of the current environment right now, and what are the implications for investors?
1: It's a very good question, and something which all the investors need to understand very, very well. So the key point is that inflation is, quote-unquote, being difficult to control, I would not say uncontrolled, uh, and that's leading, feeding into higher potential interest rate hikes. What has to be noted from the investor point of view is that the peak rate hike is not changing significantly. So the Fed rate hike, which was expected to be around three, three and a quarter, despite the two quote unquote negative surprise we received in terms of inflation data, still continues to be about three and a quarter to so three and a half percent. So the first thing to keep in mind is that in terms of the Fed peak rates, Fed peak rates are not changing.
0: Mm.
1: What is indeed changing is that because of the aggressiveness with which the Fed is doing a rate hike and potentially is likely to do rate hike, the recession, which was supposed to come by 2024, has been preponed to 2023. And as it looks, if the Fed does deliver 1% hike by end of this month, it could be pre-poned still earlier. So when the, the previously the peak rate was to be in the first quarter of 2023, we're now talking about the peak rate to hit in the Q4 of 2022.
0: Yeah, So there's a bit of a front loading when it comes to these uh, rate hikes. So that might bring forward the potential of a hard landing. What's your reading here? What's the odds of a recession happening in the next 12 months? And what should investors be doing in this time?
1: it's impossible to do an interest rate hike and not get the GDP slowing down. Mm. That's practically impossible. Whether the inflation comes under control or not, that's a secondary thing. But increasing the rate hike, GDP has to slow down. There's no way out. Mm. Thought- uh, coming to your question in terms of recession, well, uh, technically speaking, we should be in recession pretty soon. So would there be recession in next 12 months? I would say potentially yes. Full you know, that's, that's, There's nothing much to debate about it in terms of what is happening. But what's more important is the last bit which talked about what should the investor do. And here is the point. Look, if you totally talk about the interest rate prevailing in the economy, we're talking roughly about five percent plus plus or of yields for a five-year investment-grade bonds, which is brilliant. Now, can it go by half percent up and down? No? Yes. But if you're getting 5%, it's fantastic. And from the, from the Singaporean's point of view, all of us love properties. So, from that point of view, if you look in terms of returns we're getting in the bonds, they are comparable, if not better, than the alternatives uh, which we are looking across in the markets.
0: Yeah, Sanjay, is there anywhere to hide when it comes to the equities markets? So if you look at what's happening across the world, there's jitters around recessions. In China as well, even though they have some promises from policymakers about support, the property sector is still going through quite a bit of a hard time. Where should investors be parking their money?
1: So, two things there. Number one is that the yields being given in the fixed income markets are indeed juicy. So let's not get carried away by the big narrative, the 5% for 5-year investment get bond is something which, the world hasn't seen for all last almost 15 years. It's so a brilliant return to have. Of course, there's no end to greed, but it's a good, good return to have. Mm. Coming to equities, we don't claim to be experts in equities, but I want to highlight two points there. Point number one is this. If you look in terms of the way the narratives have been built across out there, in terms of, for example, the S&P 500, the market is pricing in roughly about 30% plus increase in the earnings in the next three years. Mm. That's impossible to have. Right. You can have a GDP coming down. GDP is production, my friend. So if the production, the revenues have to come down, it's impossible to have the earning per share going by 30%. So I will be very careful on that account. Having said that, you have also picked up the right point. In terms of China, unlike the Western world, which is doing quantitative tightening, stock rate hikes, in China we are seeing some sort of or quantity easing happening with some sort of rate cuts is out there, cutting the income tax rates, some sort of boost they're giving to various investors to invest into inter area, the property sector out there, and as a result of which, Chinese market is among the best equity markets in the world year-to-date. And this has to be looked into a context that year-to-date is one of the worst market in last 150 years. It's the worst market for debt from since 1865, its worst market from equities since 1872. In that context, China has given you much better return than the rest of the world, but as I mentioned to you, uh, for a conservative investor, it's very important for him to look in a balanced fashion and he should definitely look in terms of where he get a short return by being into the fixed income
0: bucket. Mm, fixed income could be a more attractive option in this backdrop. We are checking Sanjay Gudlani. He is the CIO for Silver Deal Capital. Now, Sanjay, we've had the earnings coming through from some of the banks in the US overnight, including JP Morgan Chase and Morgan Stanley, by and large, disappointing on expectations, partly because of the backdrop, the uncertainty in the background, just holding back on investment fees. Also, they are putting aside more reserves for bad loans. Why are you taking away from the latest earnings season. What's your reading of what's happening here?
1: Item there is provision for bad loans. That's the single biggest item we need to understand. Once the GDP slows down, what it basically means is the smaller enterprises, those who don't have a pricing power, would find it difficult to pass on the cost. So the default rate in the lowest segment, unfortunately, will increase. Which basically means the default premium asked by people would increase and therefore, you have two implications there. Number one, the actual default will increase. And as you may have noticed, in the month of June, uh, we see, saw a big spike in terms of defaults already. I should admit from zero base, so it doesn't look as great. But we have always seen that in case of recession strokes, going your GDPs, we see higher default rates. So what the banks are doing is exactly the right thing and exactly what the investor should also do in a COVID manner namely to keep away from low-quality companies, to keep away from non-cash-generating companies, and to stick to something which regular cash flows are set out there. And the second thing which I wanted to highlight mm-hmm. is in these circumstances fixed income makes more sense because of what I always tell to people, is a P2P, there's always pull-to-par. So as the bond price will also come down from say 100 to 90, we all know, on maturity, it should give a par value back, buying, of course any default. Which, as long as you stick to IG, you'll be safe.
0: All right, with Sanjay Gutlani. He is the CIO for Silver Deal Capital. Sanjay, thanks for your time and have a great weekend. In advance.
1: Thank you very much indeed. It's a great talking to you and your or your
0: listeners. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.